Welcome to OCD, Obsessive Consumer Disorder, a series that talks about the myriad lives of partners, promoters from the agency, event, media and entertainment, and consumer product space. We are here to find out what makes our hearts stick and why we pursue what we think is a promising career. Possibly also answer some of the common problems we have together. I'm very, very happy to have Niranjan Pagdala on this first episode of this series. A friend and a brother who has had an illustrious career in sports, media and entertainment and today is rigging it with the agency life. Niranjan, very nice to have you on this show. Thank you and uh, feels really good to again sort of come on board with you on this platform. We've had a lot of partnerships on the cricketing field, batted uh, for uh, in a number of matches, had long partnerships and I think uh, having both of us sit here and chat about a completely different field uh, feels really good. Those are some memorable times. Absolutely. But things have changed a lot since then, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like any other field, I think things in the world across the globe are moving faster than ever before. That's happened in the field of cricket as well. So tell me, what has changed from the time when you started, uh, you know, uh, moving out of cricket and... But uh, what has changed from then to the time you got into media and entertainment and then you moved on? In fact, even a little bit of uh, celebrity management and sports management and then you moved into the agency life. So why did you get here? So sport is something that I'd encourage all of you to, uh, you know, do. That's what has helped me leaps and bounds to reach wherever I have much more than my uh, education. Of course, I didn't go enough to school and college because of my cricketing career. But what sport taught me is something that uh, nothing else can. Yeah. The sort of pressure situations, the challenges that we face, yeah. uh, the spirit of winning as a team. At some level, things, I think it's very important that we learn to lose uh, yeah. at a very early age. Yeah. We understand that winning and losing is part of life. Yes. But what's important is to make the effort to set yourself up uh, at, the, at the best possible uh, competency. Absolutely. In sport, you will have more, more failures than uh, uh, you know, winning moments. Uh, uh, in terms of doing well, it's not going to be easy, yeah. right? Even you take the best of players. Yeah. The number of innings that they would have scored 100 or 50 will be far lesser than the number of innings they played. Yeah. So just imagine what they have to go so through. So basically, it's, it, at some level, I think it eradicates the fear of failure. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, it it tells you how to react to failure and then yeah. come out of it as a winner. Yeah. So I think going through that whole journey taught me a lot of things. Very uh, nice. And then again, at the age of 24, uh, while I was playing Ranjay, I had a back injury. I had to step out of sport. Yeah. It was a tough uh, decision for me. And then I had worked with uh, Mahesh Bhupati, the tennis player, again, yeah. an association with sport. He has a sports. And then I suddenly saw that this league was coming up with film stars. Yeah. Uh, and I thought, if I can get my cricketing experience and expertise on the management front as well, onto uh, this field, I think it would be a great uh, combination. And that's when I just walked into their office, right. uh, the founder, Vishnu Indurya, and I just presented, I told him, this is what I can do. And he also being the entrepreneur that he is, he takes decisions quickly and if he believes in something, he moves forward. He said, why don't you join me from tomorrow? And that's how that all started. I never wanted to join a big company because I'm going to be a small fish yeah. in a sea. You get lost in the pile of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the role that I'll be given will be limited. Yeah. I, when I spoke to my friends, they didn't even know what product they were actually working on. So I didn't want to do that. I was very clear that I wanted to learn every day till date has to be exciting for me and yeah. it has been. And then I started I decided that I will join a company that's just starting up and see if I can see where I can take it. And that's where I got experience across marketing, legal, 
yeah. uh, operations all of the legal uh, because there was a lot of contract work with all of these people yeah and also there was a lot of liaisoning with departments of uh, different states right, etc right. and i have in different countries i think you also travel to uh, the middle east sometimes yeah yeah and we when when i say legal right it's not just uh, the legal side of it per yeah. se but it's also about i was involved in raising funds we raised right. over 5 million in one round and right. i was uh, uh, i played a key role in that and i i experienced a lot of good things in smaller companies then i moved to country when i was very very clear that i wanted to get into the internet space right it just amazes me how you can sit anywhere in the globe and just change things anywhere in the globe so uh, that's what fascinates me till today and then i was very clear i had to get into the internet space so, so this was this was about 7 8 years ago this was about uh, uh, Five six years ago. So, what are your learnings from being at CCL, and uh, what do you take away from that gig before you so move into the So, the events industry space? in Hyderabad is very unorganized. Not just Hyderabad. I think in India it's very unorganized. Yeah. But the best part about India is we manage and we get things done. Yeah. The moment you go out of India, you go into more, uh, you know, countries like the US. It's not very easy to get things done in the last minute. They are way too structured and planned yes, for their own yes, good. Yes. Yes. And they have the bandwidth. So, I think there's a sense of uh, chaos that sets in for them. When uh, things don't go according to plan, whereas here I think it's a normal sense of being. Like yes, absolutely. Every other day we we wake up to challenges. Right. And uh, I'm not saying I'm not saying that is good or bad, but I'm saying there is a definitely an ability that's been built in pe people like us, yeah. uh, who are raised where we are, right. uh, to confront these challenges head on, yeah. and sort of you know see them through on the other side. Yeah. Successfully yeah. or not doesn't matter. Yeah. But it's important to see them through. Yeah. So you're saying that. Uh, had a major sort of uh, impact on you when you're doing events. I just I'll give you one incident. For example, uh, we were playing. Uh, Karnataka was playing the Telugu team. Yeah. Again, they're all celebrities. Yeah. Handling one celebrity, you would have known how difficult it is. You had to handle hundred of some of the best celebrities across the country, and then for a period of 30, 40 days. Yeah. Day in yeah, and day out. Absolutely. And then uh, in in the during the game, one floodlight went off. That whole tower oh floodlight went off. But we had enough light for the batsman to see the ball at that pace and play. But then he said, I can't play, I can't see the ball properly and he wanted us to fix it. When I ran out and asked this guy, why did this light go off? Because we have generators as yeah, yeah. Then my vendor tells me that uh, he wanted to save money for me yeah. on that diesel and yeah. he didn't put a back. These sort of things I, yeah, I don't yeah. have answers to and these are situations we have to face, we had to fix it. That's too much of a challenge to confront. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Especially are, when you're in the middle of things and... Right, yeah. and these are normal. These yeah. happen every other day. Yeah. We get calls at 3 in the morning saying we need 60 cabs yeah. the next day by 6 a.m. Yeah. in a place like Wysak where we've already booked all the cars in the city. So these sort of situations put us under so much pressure and stress that if you come out as a winner from that, you'll be able to do anything. So did you hang your shoes up uh, saying good, ri good riddance to the chaos because I'm assuming the internet space is way more planned. Uh, it is even planned. Though, even though it is, there are a lot of last minute developments, at least you can structure uh, uh, the sort of delivery. Uh, to, a, to a great extent. Yeah, so till the time I was there, the three years I was in CCL, I was there, things were good and uh, I came out, you know, we successfully had four seasons and then that's when I came out and you moved into the internet industry. Probably had a moment to breathe once you were out. Yeah, yeah. then I moved into country even. Yeah. Uh, there was uh, one of my mentors, Karthik Polsani. He told me that, you know, why don't you come and uh, look at this brand, which is again an SME, but has been there in the, in the internet space for a long time. Yeah. So I was keen, I thought, yes, I can build a team from here and see how You're it goes. You're in fact one of the first people to get on to 
uh, online delivery right, uh, right back in the 90s correct again the same challenges to face with but it was not too difficult for me because for me the subject was a sort of new yeah something that i was interested in but didn't have enough skill and knowledge about it so that's what i started learning build the team and in one and a half year with barely any increase in ad expenditure we were uh, able to uh, increase the business by two and a half times then i thought this works and, and then you realize the power in, of the medium and yeah and a lot of people in india are not doing it because yeah. honestly it was not too difficult for me yeah. if i did the right things then i went to my dad my dad is an ent specialist and uh, i started optimizing his page till today i have not spent a rupee yeah on uh, marketing for him it's just a little bit of my time yeah. and uh, he ranks amongst the best on google his patients have increased by four times in yeah. two years then i thought there's something in here yeah. that's when my uh, childhood uh, friend Uh, yeah. we went to school from grade 1 uh, sri ram uh, i met him and 6 months before i came out of country even he also uh, said that you know he was keen and we both thought at some point we should start something together what was sri ram doing how did you how did you guys he was in the us and then uh, he also started working with a startup in singapore we were in constant touch of okay. wanting to do something together we didn't know what okay. i knew that i had to be in the internet space then he came back and he joined his family business which was in construction again a completely different field yeah so for 6 months Uh, we both got together, and uh, he sort of worked with me. So you were incubating a thought uh, and an idea of wanting to be in the space, but not really sure how to start. Yes, right. we were sure how that and this where is the to space start. We yeah. want to take, and then that's how it all started. We wanted to build a product, but we knew that uh, if we had to build a product, we needed enough funds. We were very yeah. clear. We didn't want to take funding from the beginning. We yeah. don't believe in that concept uh, till we reach a certain stage. So then he and me are completely different personalities. I think I sort of try and do more research, strategy, yeah. then take a decision. He's more uh, go with the flow, and you know. But he's parts. the backbone of the organization today, right? And what he does is essentially runs the operations for you. Yeah. While so you're he, the one who's doing the strategy piece and who's trying to figure out where to take the organization, he's the one who's actually running the ops day to day. Yeah. Right. Uh, so we've uh, we've been very we've identified our strengths in in these three years, right. and then we've clearly segregated our roles now. today we are a team of close to 60 and we have leaders for different verticals right and then the uh, the main reason so we wanted to start a product and then uh, we said we didn't have that many funds that much uh, that much of a fund to start a product right so, away yeah right yeah. away we thought we are good at marketing why yeah. don't we try and start this and then eventually look to build products that fit into these services yeah, yeah. and then uh, we we wanted to test ourselves but really was that always the idea was the idea always to start the service end of things and then get into building products which actually fit the services or did you have a product philosophy when you started did you know what kind of product you were going no. out there to make no we knew that we were going to start a service and then build a product okay till today we are on the same path and we've been decently successful uh, in that direction we will continue to move in that direction okay and we were very very clear the idea of building the product must come in through consumer insights and not through our own ideation okay so this helped yeah. being in the service space helped you understand the consumer better and eventually you built a product around you know your learnings right and so what have been the startling learnings about consumers since the show is all about you know why we are in this space and why we are doing what we are doing uh, and you've journeyed with you know uh, consumers at a ccl scale right people coming in flocking the crowd flocking the stadium to watch the game you know and people following celebrities on social and now you're actually trying to sell to the same consumer as a as an un, relatively unknown brand or a decently known brand you know uh, why why are you in this space what what do you learn about consumers what have you learned about consumers so with consumers uh, 
what the the gap i see a lot of times is that what happens in a discussion room between five or six people in terms of building strategy without data and research results in what is actually not required by the consumer you know when five or six of us say in, an, in our office five yeah. or six of us get together when a new brand is on board a new industry yeah and we try and come up with some plans and make some assumptions about what the yeah. consumer is yeah. or we go yeah. based on some study and i think that, that is the death knell the yeah. moment we start thinking the consumer of this product is us yeah. or the moment we start making start making assumptions about uh, why this consumer is purchasing or not purchasing or sort of even preferring or not preferring this brand that is the death knell right. that is where we need to stop that kind of activity and probably get into more of a research oriented mode research and communicate with the customer talk yeah. to the customer talk to 10 or 15 people you'll know a trend you yeah. don't have to talk to 500 people yeah. you talk to 15 core potential customers yeah. or existing customers and you will begin to get a trend right. and then you start set an idea right uh, the idea might be great the idea might be extremely creative but if you are not giving consumers what they are looking for then it's not going to work say yeah. for example in real estate we've seen time and again that you give a crazily creative campaign yeah. versus another campaign that just tells you location price square feet and the critical details we've yeah. often seen that the one that gives you the details that are required for the customer has performed far better than something that's very creative that's an, that's storytelling etc etc but not essentially delivering on the foundation yeah so for real estate that works yeah. maybe not for something some other category some other category maybe fashion operates differently fnb yeah. may not be the case yeah. it's not maybe fashion operates yeah fashion yes yeah might Doesn't operate work. differently yeah so unless you talk to the customers and see data first hand not yeah. something from some other research but if you unless you see that first hand and then start creating tests So Niranjan tell me when you started eight views did you already have a model for how a digital agency uh, of today should function or uh, did it did this evolve as you were working with Shriram together so as you were also trying to understand the market the customer the consumer and finally you know uh, your own people so there were a few very strong findings that i believe in today the way most of india operates in digital the way most of india learns digital mm. is not right see digital marketing is again is anything like is like software mm. you know is like it you mm. have to learn the art you have to learn there are specializations within it mm. right but what's happening is with institutes in india it's still not structured properly they are teaching the whole of digital marketing in 45 days 30 days give mm. them a course and people come out as digital marketing managers so those guys are just riding the wave because there are people who are interested in being in digital and they just happened it's just an opportune moment yeah, and, and, and you come up with like putting together some kind of a faculty which might or might not have industry and consumer relevance but you just dole out series of uh, uh, sort of modules uh, which make a curriculum which basically talk about the uh, adwords and you know sort of the google uh, space and they also talk about social space and that they sort of cap it with a certificate and say you're certified now to be a digital marketer yeah so but that is not that is not that, that's not the essence of it that's not the real game yeah like you feel really good that you know everything yeah but then what impact are you able to have on, a, so, on the growth of a business so have you worked with these kind of people what is the market doing to them are they just scraping the surface they know a little bit of everything but they don't know anything uh, in depth is that the challenge yeah, so from the beginning it's very difficult for me to hire somebody like that yeah right so uh, the reason our company is called eight views is because we have eight verticals and yeah. we have specialists under each vertical right so a guy who's running ads he is not doing seo or he is not writing content you have writers for writing content you have designers you have a video team you have a guy who runs campaigns every day his job is to just optimize campaigns and trust me it will take you more than a lifetime to master the art of ads across platforms right now if you are bringing in seo and and different things into that guy's uh, profile he is not going to deliver 
Right. And in the end, we were very clear, even till today, that Atuse is launched to help a business meet its business goals, whether right. it be revenue, whether it be signups, whatever that is. From the day one, when, even when we pitch, we are talking about how can we get to your business goals. So, have you uh, put together a signature process, a process that you at Atuse follow as a team, or uh, is it is it very very versatile? Is it completely based on the challenge uh, that's been presented to you? No, I try and create as many static uh, elements as possible in the company. Right. So you have creative. Creative right. is always dynamic. I right. can't tell that a creative should be like this. Right. But I can tell tech that I need my product like this. Yeah. I can tell my campaigns team that I need campaigns to perform like this. These are the numbers that we need to achieve. I can't do that with creative. Yeah. So these, the tech and campaigns teams, uh, marketing teams are aligned very well in yeah. a process yeah. and the creative team is also within a process but they have their entire creative freedom to be able to do what they want. I never get into micromanagement but I am very very particular about being able to automate and create process. So you have to take a decision if you want to be a company that is 10-20 people or you want to scale this up to a lot more. Yeah. And uh, beyond 50, 60, 70, I have not really looked to grow in people after 50. I am right. trying and improving the quality of the team but what I am trying to bring in is more of tech, hmm. uh, more of automation. Because in the same time, if I can service more brands yeah. and deliver better results, yeah. that's the ultimate thing, right? Yeah. And then I can be very competitive with price as well. Yeah. And the brand values me a lot because I'm directly connected to his business. If he Correct. leaves me, then his revenues may be... Revenue might drop or whatever his metric is for judging yeah. your performance yeah. Yeah. might just go out the window. Right. Uh, so why does somebody start a business? They want yeah. to make money. Yeah. Now, if I'm in that game of them making money and I am a decent contributor in that, yeah. then it's difficult for him to Then leave. you have an important seat on the table. Right. And it's very difficult for him to get rid of you. Right. right. So that is as far as uh, your team is concerned. And I'm sure over the years I've worked with you and I've also played with you for a long time. I'm sure over the years you would have groomed uh, the right people for right roles. Yeah. Uh, but tell me a little bit about the marketplace. How well does the marketplace understand the consumer? I'm not saying we're the gurus of uh, consumerism and we understand consumers, uh, every other consumer on the street, but we at least make a sincere and honest effort to. But you might be running into challenges when you talk to the market. And when I say market, I specifically mean your clients from different verticals. How would you rate their understanding and their appetite and their aptitude today? So, uh, uh, let, me, let me tell you, this is not a, a, a democratically correct show. So, uh, please uh, yeah, feel free to course, express your opinions of None yeah. of your clients are going to get rid of you, like you said, because you're a very important person around the, on the table. So feel free to express yourself. Yeah, yeah. So there is a big gap between uh, the client's understanding and the agency's point of view. Yeah. And you'll always see that each of them will complain about each other. In the end, even if you go and sit on the client's seat or even if I go and I'll probably behave like that. So yeah, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I've, I've journeyed through the phase where I complained about clients. And uh, now I don't complain about them anymore. I see them as human beings uh, who have uh, insecurities, who have uh, uh, pitfalls, and it, they're, they're just very normal people. And uh, it's, it, I think if we have to be larger as an agency, as a partner, we need to have a larger heart and we need to have a broader view of things. And uh, sometimes they might just uh, uh, press the panic button and uh, we should know how to deal with that situation. Right. And it's very, very, very important on our part uh, to have exercise some kind of, you know, uh, uh, I would like to call it empathy towards uh, what they're feeling because I know that they, these are the guys who are paying out of their pockets uh, and uh, when they start out at least expecting miracles to happen but eventually uh, I think expectations are set and uh, they, they fall into this thing where they know what to expect from us uh, and at that point I think that is a that is a point where we need to nurture it very very carefully so complaining about clients is something that's out 
out the window for me right now and i'm trying to bring that kind of a culture within the organization so but in that on that aspect when i dug deeper i found one big difference right the client does not come with a creative background yeah. he's not a designer he's not a writer he's not he's a, a marketer he's not even a marketer he's not a marketer yeah and the guy who's at the agency is a creative guy yeah. or he's a marketer yeah so these both of them both of their thoughts are, are anyway, going to be aligned fully they start on a collision course yeah and this guy is a business guy yeah. and the guy at the agency is not a business guy yeah, he yeah. wouldn't be able to understand the client's business aspects as much as this guy does yeah so when that has that gap is very difficult to close so more yeah. and more what we try and do is try and educate both of them on each other's fields right right uh, while we may not be able to do it fully we can make the situation better and if as an agency if you're able to understand his business need better yeah then all of these problems i think most of them can be ironed out so i think much better it's all about the last man right so uh, it's very important for somebody who's uh, in your team who's handling that business uh, the the last person on the team the person that whose whose opinion you think doesn't count it's very important that they actually have full knowledge of the business and getting organizations to function like that probably is one of the toughest things to do yeah we can try and push towards that but that's never going to happen yeah that the reality is, is not, it's never going yeah, to happen yeah it's never going to happen and that's the fact but what we try and do is when a brand comes on board we create a master document where uh, we document all of these things and inter- uh, circulate internally and uh, then uh, you know hopefully he has a decent understanding before he starts working on it yeah but things like every single person working on the brand should take ownership of the brand yeah. or knowing entirely about the business of the brand is not happening so i think the thing is to stick with it yeah. emphasize on it enough for people to understand that there is some serious intent from you know the organization to ensure that they know right. uh, wh- why they are doing what they are doing right. and uh, i'm sure somewhere down the line we'll all figure out an answer to that yeah. uh, so tell me about some of your most interesting gigs what has been as eight views shishiram and you and the team uh what what have you been doing and uh, uh, what has been really standing out as a piece of work uh so uh, like i said uh for us we get immense happiness when we are able to really drive growth uh for a business right, right? Uh, may it be it could be across any vertical say for example there's a school in dilshuk nagar called sanskriti yeah and uh, that school had 600 kids yeah and uh, we didn't know if digital is going to work in a area like dilshuk nagar yeah. which is not known for having a large uh, base of internet users of users, people who yeah. actually engage on social media to our surprise that worked even better than what it did in an area like dachipur and why do you think that is i, I just is it that the school is an area of interest education is an area of interest no or is it because the consumer there surprised you the the competition is very low the yeah. exposure to all of this for people there was very low right once we started doing some decent work on the digital front for this brand uh they started to react very positively right. and in two years from 600 kids they've come to 1250 kids and they've opened a new school yeah so i mean nothing has, can give us more joy than that right and there's another brand called oil happy on yeah. the e-commerce front they're into gifting they're right. into gifting and events yeah, yeah. and uh, so they're into gifting or yeah. primarily an e-commerce gifting store and they said uh, you know when they came on board they said how much should we increase our ad spend by and stuff like that yeah. i said don't increase your ad spend let me see what value let's audit it you. yeah so with the same ad spend we were able to increase their business by over 50% in the first four months right that was the joy that we got out of that yeah not too many things can beat that in terms of delivering results so yeah. our constant goal is if it's a real estate player how many flats can we help you sell how many walk-ins can we bring you for education how many admissions can we get you how can we position your brand so you've you've basically uh, sort of uh, uh, rubbed off all of this all of this energy into the team 
and they understand it's not about the paraphernalia of how you are communicating it's more about understanding the essence of why we are in this engagement and getting these numbers happening no matter what uh, it sort of comes our way absolutely and, and this energy seen, this energy is with everybody at atwis yeah from the beginning we've seen also that the brands for whom we've been able to deliver results have hung on to us for a long time and it probably has a lot to do with the team being aligned to what you're trying to yeah, do yeah yeah it has to be and that energy should be flowing all the way down 100% where the where the where the objective of what you're doing is very very clear right and everybody is clear about it right so, so so what i'm trying to do here is i'm trying to take the creative aspect of it which is usually very heavy yeah. in most companies i take the creative aspect tone of it, it down a little bit yeah tone it down because of the involvement of tech and yeah. marketing yeah. i try and bring this together try and yeah. bring decent work together to okay. deliver a business result nice. once we done that successfully it's going to be very hard to for a brand to leave us it's really nice to know about these little wins which you value yeah. it's not always the big things right. sometimes the little things that you do that work and you get surprised with yeah. stay with you for a much longer time yeah. uh, you were talking about a product you're working on uh what is the product today i mean how where is it evolved which category are you actually focusing on so when we started atus we said we want to grow your business and yeah. then uh, we started running campaign we started doing different things on digital yeah. but then these guys say take for example a real estate client came and told me okay you're doing all of this how many flats am i selling and how do you know how do i know it's from you yeah so i saw that creative companies do some really good work and probably sold a lot of flats for them but you can't but you cannot that. attribute that to yeah, their work this. it is yeah. required but you can't attribute the advantage on digital so you need to build a framework yeah. or a foundation where people can say this is because of them yes and that is something you set out to do yeah that's something i set out to do and that's when we started uh, our own product line called growth i uh, growth e y e uh, .com is the website so uh, there what we started doing is all the inquiries that come in from facebook instagram from linkedin from website email phone calls yeah all of this come and fall into that system yeah and then we started creating notifications for them we started doing some really good stuff that made them call a lead back within 5 minutes right. imagine that you enquire for a school or a real estate property. but this is something typically that's not in your control that's something on the client's end right so did you actually we push them push we them push them yeah. and we let the management know that your sales guy is, is not calling responding. or not calling yeah, yeah right because our campaigns guy needs to see that every day and needs to see the quality of So you have a guy who Please. monitors whether we have we have returned people's calls yeah, the, or the, answered queries. Yeah, the That's, campaign's team and the account managers do that. So you're milking it to the last mile. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yes. unless I know that unless their that happens, business is growing. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really impacting. And I think know, unless that happens, you it can never get attributed to you. It can't. You never it know can't. whether that lead is converted because of you or not, and you don't want to waste a lead that you've generated. Right, right, so, right, right. So, so we are constantly. So Grotha is basically a platform. I'm sorry, a Grotha is basically a platform which. is helping uh, people look at like a dashboard yeah. uh, which is more of a lead generation funnel right uh, so have you put together some off the shelf technologies and created your own ui and yeah yeah this is all created on our own we use different apis yeah. the second tool that we are creating now is uh, say for example you take facebook you, you yeah. make a great creative you post it it doesn't go to people yeah that's how facebook works today because the algorithms are very complex. algorithms are like that there's so many uh, it's a brands that have come it's a capital market so yeah, yeah, they're doing what course. they're doing yeah Yeah. So this needs to be taken. Every post is valuable. Needs yeah. to be taken and promoted to the right set of people. Yeah. Now, if I tell my campaigns guy to do that every day, it's a very boring job for yeah. him. Yeah. And eventually, he doesn't do it. Yeah. Right. So, so somewhere decided, the interest wanes off, and he's off. He's yeah, not doing yeah, it anymore. Yeah. So now we are launching Grotai campaigns uh, in June. What Grotai campaigns will do is uh, you can set out a rule saying yeah. that I want to promote a post that had five likes in the first three hours to an audience. 
who liked my page and are using an iPhone 6 right spend 500 rupees on that for 2 days right and launch okay. so once i set up that rule specifics yeah once i set up that rule every post yeah. that gets re matches that metrics will be boosted so micro targeting everything is, is taken care you already set it up yeah, yeah. and for the, from a brand point of view it's helping because it's reaching the right audience you're yeah. continuously there in front of their eye and also to some some extent you're actually getting the human intervention out of it yes and it's making sure that automated. multiple things are happening accurately right uh, multiple campaigns are running accurately to different audience sets right and uh, this is something that was very difficult to do without a horde of people yes and now you're able now that's you're how india is doing it i mean yeah. i don't know anybody else who's building this tool but if you're able to do this successfully yeah then we'll probably be one of the first in india before you sort of build a product which is utopian and you have to feed feed the product to people to make it work you're just saying why don't i just correct the service process today and sort see how i can enhance it through tech yeah through tech and so of course the learnings that you have from business right, right. right? so today if i say service 30 to 40 brands i should be able to service 80 brands i should yeah. be able with to the double. same number of people or maybe a little increase in people yeah. not with the same increase yeah. not with the proper increase or in not people. the kind of increase we used to see back in the day exactly something you can contain to a great extent yeah, yeah. Right. the other line of product we are building it's called yellow slate yeah, right. so we saw through consumer insights that if you want to look for a school today yeah. you don't have a platform where you can go and search you can't, it's not like you don't have like a oh, there's a lot of platforms the schools are all over your face yeah they are <laughs> yeah, but they're, i'm saying they're on the road they're in the newspaper they're on tv right. so they are there across different platforms but you don't get the right information you don't get information in one place there are a few platforms but there's a huge so you want a snapshot yeah and you don't get the snapshot yeah think of it like zomato yeah so we've started yellowslate.com it's a uh, zomato for education yes for schools okay. and for the schools we give them a back-end system where they can run their school okay as well as manage the entire lead so where do you see eight views going i mean you've, you've done so much there are so many learnings such interesting products that you're trying to develop apart from of course getting efficiencies with your service team and driving your energy right. all the way down to the last man right where do you see uh 8views going what what do you think you want to do with this entity so 8views if you ask me in a line i would define it as one place where you get creative marketing and technology at good quality mm. that's something that's very very difficult to find today right uh, especially in the sme space right maybe there are large scale companies which have big who are pulling it off at an mnc level with huge budgets yeah 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 where you have thousands of people but but then there's that the belt of India which actually runs India which is the SME, MSME exactly, belt exactly. and they don't have a partner, Right. they don't have a quality partner right. and so, that's what Etwiz is aspiring to be. Right, so I will try and strengthen the static part which is the tech and marketing and I will continuously try to enhance the creative bit Right. through people, through again integrating whatever I can there, yeah. we've introduced video yeah. uh, last year, that's been going very well. Yeah. We've been I mean platforms are changing, algorithms are changing, videos are getting pushed, yeah. I think yeah. we have been cornered as, as agencies to ensure that we have that service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think today without video is going to be yeah. very difficult because yeah. that content is performing. So yeah. might as well do it. The other one thing that I consciously don't do is I don't try and just follow the market and try and keep getting better at what the market offers. So right. there are these five parameters through which we compete with right. different companies. Right. But can I add parameter six, seven, eight, nine? Yeah. Which others don't do yeah. or do it minimally. Like and whatever I'm talking about growth I yeah. is that. Th that is unique to you. Yeah, unique to us. Yeah. And, and that is something uh, that also sort of is a feather in the hat. Yeah. When when you're when you're signing up a contract or when right. people are considering you for an engagement. Yeah. So eight views is trying to become like a formidable player in the SME MSME space. Yeah. Uh, marrying tech creative and marketing. Exactly. And that's what you're aspiring to do. Right. It's yeah, nice to see that you're still connected to the game. Yeah, that's something that I want to do always. So yeah. I always try and find purpose to my life. Yeah. What gives me the maximum joy? Yeah. 
and then i found that there was one incident uh, that really uh, you know uh, touched me uh, i was playing an under 22 game against andhra and there was this bowler who was bowling really well and yeah. he had a torn shoe yeah and then his name was vijay kumar yeah. i went and asked him uh, after the game why you bowling with a torn shoe bowling so well and he gave him a pair of shoes i don't right. remember where i gave him a kit or pair of shoes yeah and then i saw in a couple of years he was playing for deccan chargers deccan chargers yeah and then i i get to know that he's a lorry driver's son yeah and then after few more years i see on his facebook wall that he was donating he was sponsoring some other kit very nice and nothing gave me more joy than that so he paid it forward yeah he, so what he got from you he translated that into a great career and then he started helping people yeah and uh, then i realized that this is what i want to do in life so uh, my eventual goal along with driving my business parallelly maybe with the business we launch something that's going to help talent yeah not not keep it open ended and say i'll help everybody mm. but try and raise funds to help people who are talented who have reached a certain level mm. for them to reach the highest level they need certain funds or whatever help they need we want to drive that and that also through on so this is another journey uh, that you're a part of yeah uh, I, it's it's right now in a very nascent stage nascent stage where i've helped i'm helping a few people but i want to really structure this whole thing well interesting so what i also always have wondered from the outside is what is the culture that you're fostering at eightviews and uh, what kind of initiatives are you taking to sort of differentiate yourself from any other workplace so uh, from the beginning what i always believed in is most of the world is unhappy wherever they work they're unhappy because they're not doing what they like doing yeah so one of the questions in my interview is when you wake up in the morning what will really motivate you to come to work and if that answer matches the sort of role that we have only then we'll take the interview forward yeah that has ensured that majority of the people working that come in itself yeah come in itself go through a filtering do, process yeah are going to do what they like yeah, once they yeah. are doing that then uh, the satisfaction levels are bound to be higher should really thank my team who supported me through this journey for the last 3 and 1/2 years uh, they mean a lot to me and uh, we uh, we have a lot of fun at office we have uh, we have a tt table we have foosball table so entertainment aspect is we try and keep it on high. all the time on all the time along with discipline at work so yeah. both these aspects are important every year uh, we take the team out outside yeah. hyderabad uh, you know to basically disconnect for a couple of days once yeah. in within hyderabad we go out for a couple of days yeah. so all of this we do to really make sure uh, try and make sure the team is happy and keep trying to fix issues and gaps uh, because if they are not there then you are not there yeah. the team is yeah. pretty much everything uh, that runs the company nice nice to see that your heart is very much with your team yeah and uh, what they do at work every day yeah they 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 mean uh, everything to yeah. uh, me and sriram catch us on another episode of riveting conversation on ocd obsessive consumer disorder i am gautam reddy signing off as your host on episode 1 debuting with my close friend niranjan thank you niranjan thanks thanks for having me though